0: Ciao ragazzi and welcome to another edition of Serie A Sit Town World Football Index's podcast of Calcio Told Like It Is. I'm Frank Rivello. He
1: Richard Carmen. Ciao Richard. Ciao Frank. How we doing, man? You recovered yet?
0: I'm fine. I mean, it's 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 sport, man. I mean, it's like um, you know, I it's I, I've 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 been through so many of these that it's like you're 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 almost immune. When look at it this way, you know. It, it, it was an ass-kicking early, all right? So, you know, you're not too <laughs> – so towards the end of the game, you're not too disappointed. It's not like you lost by a goal where there was, like, some sort of VAR failure or referee failure or some sort of – really... It wasn't surprising.
1: It wasn't surprising either.
0: Yeah, it wasn't necessarily surprising. So, you know, I, I guess I'm, you know, a little bit more disarmed uh you know for for lack of a better description as it pertains to uh you know a Milan Derby defeat. Uh I I'm, I'm over it. Um you know we weren't good enough. Uh we you know and 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 inter were on another level and we've seen them do this a lot. So yeah. you it was yeah. uh you it was uh you know you a, a, beating. a, a double pounding for you. Yeah. Um yeah. you yeah. you had two derbies this weekend and lost by a combined seven nil. That's ugh.
1: Not good. Sorry, <laughs> Not good. And I got one each day. It wasn't like it was all one day. I got a day to recover. It's one after the other, one day after the other. So, uh, yeah, I'm I'm just starting to recover now. Uh, never good to lose Derby's. Never good to lose two of them in, in a weekend. Uh, sure. But, uh, yeah. It's uh, overall, neither was really far from being expected, I guess. Um, obviously, the Milan Inter one was more... Um, more unexpected. I mean, it, we we knew it was going to happen because the forms of the two teams, Inter, has just been so so deadly in the last nineteen games, eighteen games, um, and so and Inter and Milan has been faltering. So you know, you kind of saw that writing on the wall. But three nothing, probably didn't. No one saw that coming. They probably thought it was going to be like a you know a good beating, but maybe like one or two goal victory, not you know a thorough thrashing. Really, as it was.
0: Wishful wishful thinking on both our parts to think it yep. would be like a two two draw. Yeah. So. Yeah. Um, but you know, uh, yeah, I am with you and. um uh, you know, so Derby dominance for Inter, a Derby debacle for Milan. We will uh, break that down here momentarily. We'll get to the rest of Match Week 23. Uh, we will discuss what happened uh, today in the Champions League for Lazio. Folks like Jerry and, and Stephen Moore are out there and they need a hug. Pray for them. Um, you, know, so, you know, and then uh, uh, we'll preview the big one between Atalanta and Real Madrid for Wednesday and also have a look at the Serie A teams in the Europa League uh round it all off with everybody's favorite hashtag game uh who won celt show twitter and we have some beauties this week richard it's uh, gonna be, yes. i that don't was, think we got anything close to what parasich did last uh, week that was brilliant that was brilliant yep. but we got some we got some good ones the you know celt show twitter never uh never fails us so that's right uh you know we'll uh we'll we'll roll those out um you know here a little bit later on in the program but let's get to that uh Let's get to that derby first, and uh, maybe put post mortem on it here, Richard. Um, <laughs> it was uh, Handanovic in goal, back three of Skriniar, De Vrij, Bastoni. Um, uh, Hakimi and Perisic were the wing backs, and then Barella, Barozovic, and Eriksson were in the midfield. It was Lukaku and Martinez up front. So. Right off the bat, you see Paredesich starting on the right on the left-hand side as the wing back. That decision over Ashley Young. You see Christian Eriksen starting instead of Arturo Vidal. So um, slowly, Antonio Conte showing some trust in those two guys, and uh, and both of them delivered in this game.
1: Yeah, it's funny. I think this is what the third start in a row for uh, Christian Eriksen. Um, deserved starts for sure. And uh, the Parisich one, well, you know, a couple weeks ago was probably more of a head scratcher for me. Why is he starting? Uh in the last couple of weeks he's shown why he's deserved those starting spots. He was arguably the man of the match in this game. Uh, both both players that were excellent in this one. Um, but yeah, it's it's uh it's it's Conte starting to have some faith in these guys, giving us more minutes, and as a result, they're they're producing. And you know, the Parasitch in particular, he he was always a player that we've we've known to be a good player, right? When his first sent with with Inter, he was a fantastic player. All the teams wanted him. He made the move abroad. Uh, didn't do so well at, at Bayern Munich. I mean, he did okay. He did okay. They won the Champions League, right? Uh, but they didn't want him, so he, he was a surplus to them. And he went back to Inter and started off, and he struggled with him. But um, we knew that that player was still in there. And finally, Conte is getting the best out of him. Put him in the right – finally got the right position for him and uh, his uh, confidence level is through the roof at the moment.
0: Yep, for sure. Uh, Milan coming back with Don Maruma, uh Calabria, Kaya, Romagnoli, Teo Hernandez. Uh, the double pivot is Tonali and Kessi, which is what I wanted. Um, with, uh, Benicer being absent, you had, uh, uh, Salamakos, Rebic, uh, behind Ibrahimović. Mm-hmm. Um, there's no way this is the best 11 Pioli could put out there. There's no way. I mean, that I, I did not get the start in this game.
1: Um, I was, I wasn't, I guess uh, I actually kind of preferred Rebic over, <clears throat> over layout only for the sole reason for the, the defensive attributes that he could do, because we know what Hakimi brings to the game. Right. And right. He, he terrorized uh, Teo in the first game in the first game of the, of the regular season derby. Uh, and so we knew that when ne- he needed some help back there, we didn't know that, you know, Cassie was going to be as involved defensively as he was to help. Uh so yeah Rebic We I thought for me was going to be the logical choice there but you know offensively Rebic has been struggling lately and you would have thought Leao maybe he he plays really well in these games uh, especially against Inter he seems to show up for these games as opposed to any other game so uh yeah I mean it, it's a 50/50 call there but I was I was pleasantly oh, I was surprised I wasn't surprised to see Rebic I was happy to see him in the lineup uh, ultimately that uh led to disappointment for me but you know sure sure <laughs> um And uh, the fun began for Inter
0: uh, in the fifth minute. It was uh, you know Lukaku getting forward, and then it was a great sliding challenge from Kyer.
1: Yeah.
0: Um, And then Lukaku goes and recovers the ball uh, and puts in a perfect cross. Uh, Even you know, a lot of debate about this from Milan fans. The marking was terrible. I mean, the cross was excellent. It had to be had to be exactly where it went. Latar Martinez finishes it. It's a debate here. Who's the who's who lost him? Was it Kyer? Uh, was it Calabria? Should he have slid over and recovered? But either way, uh, I think that you just you know while while on the one and the marking was you know childlike, um, I think you also have to give credit for Lata- to Latauro for recognizing it you know and getting in between getting in between them splitting them perfectly and then you also got to give credit for the ball that Lukaku played heck of a cross and intercepts the tone right off the bat with a 1-0 lead
1: yeah and i re- really the whole play started with um Lukaku just burning burning past Romagnoli um, yeah. it just made him look abysmal there Kiar had a great slide tackle as you mentioned and you know Lukaku to his credit did find the pass you know Lautaro was certainly open uh, and he for a little guy he's such he's such he's so good out with the head with the headers right uh but yeah you know the question is who the, who was the defender there who should have been kiar wasn't marking anybody on that play gravido right. was stuck in two minds between two different players where is tonali perhaps you know he should have been there maybe perhaps um, sure. I, I think ultimately i'm going to give the 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 the, the biggest stick to kiar cuz he wasn't marking anybody right uh, you know he should have had somebody he should have seen lartour lataro um there you know all credit to the striker for getting the right position like you said and finding that finding that spot uh, and then Lukaku with the brilliant pass. It was just uh, two guys who know each other very well, and they found each other, and uh, a great opening goal for Inter.
0: Yep. Yep. It just puzzles you to see that much space be available. Yeah. Um, you if, know, it like, if it was
1: Bobby Gags, you'd be like, okay, I can see why you left him alone. Lartaro is <laughs> arguably the second-best player on the team. I'm like, come on. Sure, sure. You
0: know? Um, so what I, saw, uh, what I saw watching this in the first half, I saw an Inter team that scores early, And we've seen this with them, you know, and Lazio is very similar in this respect. If they get an early one, the Calcio guys are in the house. Good to see you, gentlemen. Um, If Ricky's in the house, yes, Ricky, congrats. Um, (laughs) Anyway, usually you see, okay, we get one. Um, Mark Morgan, good to see you. Thanks for joining us. Uh, We got the chat coming in. You guys are all coming in. You guys are all late. We started. It's we right on, on a, the dot. <laughs> yeah, we started right on the dot this time. Usually, we're a couple minutes late, and I think that yeah. that's what that's what that's what happens. Or so they wait yeah. for us to kind of get over our small talk or whatever. We're ready to get
1: over the derby, right? <laughs> right, right. We're <laughs> just we're
0: trying to get past. We're trying to get through the derby really quick. So, but anyway, you see this with Inter. You saw it against Juve. You saw it against Lazio. They get the early goal, and after they score that goal, they just say, "Okay, you get the ball now. Yep. Uh, you got to come and get us." And you know if. Uh, you send too many guys forward, be careful because we're just gonna destroy you going the other way between Conte Lukaku, Zemble. Martinez and 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 especially with Hakimi coming up coming up on the right. And then when you've got a, a technician like Erickson now in the midfield who can who can spray some of those passes, that makes it even more dangerous. But that did that didn't happen here in this derby. I think, you know, over the next 15 minutes after they scored that opening goal, I think they they knew that Milan were shell shocked and they were going for a second. Uh, you know, and there were chances to get them. And then after that, you know, they said, all right, let's 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 drop off. And you start start to see Milan start to produce a couple things, nothing that's going to give Handanovic or anybody any trouble because, you know, they're so good. And Antonio Conte teams are so good to get that early goal and then just say, all right. they, they And what they did, and this really happened throughout the entirety of the match, they made Milan predictable the whole way. Um, and I think that, you know, this is where I'm critical of purely selection and wondering why layout a player like layout didn't play from the start. You know, if they're going to sit back and they're going to be in a shape and they're going to keep everything in front of them, who's the guy out there for Milan that's supposed to unlock this defense and who's supposed to get them off balance. Okay. You know, the game plan for Milan looked like, okay, lump everything into Ebra, do things off of Ibra, And then there wasn't really any other plan B. So Inter just, to me, they sat back. They they invited the ball into Ebro. They just didn't invite the second ball going through. They didn't invite anything dangerous. And I just I, – I thought Milan were far too predictable with their team uh, and with the way they approached it going
1: forward. i tell you who it should have been. It should hmm. have been Mr. $7.5 million dollar a season, Mr. Wannabe Chalanolu. Where yeah. was he? Where was he? This is the game he needed to step up, right. and he was gone, missing. But – you know, we'll get to him a little bit later. I thought, you know, you know, watching the first half, and you know, for the majority of the game, but in particularly the first half, a couple of things are pretty obvious. Milan static, not moving yeah. at all. Uh, just, just, you know, everyone's standing still and passing each other, hoping someone's going to be open. It's like you're not gonna uh, Conte with seven days preparation. You're not going to break him down like that. Come on, really? Right. And you watch right. Inter; they're mobile, they're moving around. Guys are doing different positions. They're keeping Milan off kilter. That's what you're supposed to do when you when you want good teams yeah. constantly moving around. Constantly, you know, making it difficult. And Milan made it way too easy, way too predictable. Just standing still hoping that their passing is going to beat them. It's like, come on, no, you're not going to beat a disciplined Conte team with, you know, the static play. It's, it was poor, poor for Milan. I mean,
0: and that's, yeah, yeah. who's who's the guy that's going to, that was going to unbalance these guys? And you said Chalinolu. I actually said this on Alex's radio show on Friday, previewing the game. I said, Hak- Hakan Chalinolu is going to be the most important player for Milan in this derby. Uh, if he can get on the ball early. And if he can, if he can try to create a couple of things um, and if he can have an impact early in the game and set a tone, it's going to give Milan a chance. Uh, His first two opportunities to do something significant with the ball, he gave it away. And that told the story right there. This was going to be a long, long game, you know, as far as Milan having the ball and going forward, because for what Rebic and Salamakers can do, what they can't do is that they're not going to outpace people. Rebic is very good as a, is a positioning guy. All right. you know, he's good in the air. He gets in the box and finds his position on crosses. He gets in the right spots, but he's never going to outpace anybody. (laughs) You know, Salamakers has a little bit of pace to him, but, he gets it's easy to just kick the shit out of him yeah. um and and if you you know he is it's it's still the element of Serie A that he is still struggling to adapt to is the physicality of the defending that can happen and just a little bit of just a little bit of aggression on him and he loses he loses interest and that's the way it's been with him in recent games um so i mean I, you know i'm i'm being awfully critical of Milan, but in a game that you absolutely have to have and I get, you know, you can't even make an excuse about the game in, Be- in in Belgrade because, you know, seven or eight of your starters in this derby didn't play in that game. Okay, so yeah. you can't make that excuse. So, you know, what is it? I mean, you, you still have enough time to prepare for this derby. This is this is what you come up with. You know, it was, uh, you know, it was poor uh, team selection. Mm-hmm. It was poor in their approach going forward. Uh, defensively, it was going to be a struggle without Beneser and an adjustment with Tonali, and they never never adjusted. And The one you know, thing I
1: did like for Milan was Kessie helping out defensively, uh, shading towards Teo side to, to help with Hakimi. I thought that was a good thing because Hakimi wasn't super active in the first half because of Kessie's defensive work. But other than that, that was really the only highlight Defensively for Milan, because you're right. Open yeah. the Sarah, made it difficult. Tonali wasn't really marking guys, not just him. Just, I mean, the whole the whole yeah. team in general.
0: So, but they set that set the tone for um, Pedicich yeah. to have the game that he had because he just had tons of space as a result. Yeah. Yeah. You know, you know, Milan got a little as you add to your point with Cassie providing some cover to that side. You know, and Tonali, I thought actually was was playing all right. The defensive side of thing, I think that's the defensive side of things. I think he just, he struggled with and, and I think that that's just a risk you're going to take, but I thought he connected some passes. I thought that he was one of the guys that was actually, you know, you know, doing some decent things. Um, so, uh, he started to unravel in the second half as the game wore on, you know, so, you know, he did some decent things in the first half classic guy, you know, first half looked fine. Second half faded away. Um, you know, but it was, you know, so there were some massive reinforcements and and quite frankly, Milan were very, very lucky to go into the break only down one goal to nil. Um, they come out of the break and this is where it gets interesting because this was the – these were the 10 good minutes that Milan played yeah. uh, where they came out like gangbusters, created some things. It was Ibra's uh, – Ibra had two headers that Handanovic made world-class saves on. Yeah. Uh, Sandro Tonali had a great chance that, that Handanovic makes another save on yeah. any one. We're, we're talking about a potentially different game and a huge momentum swing if any one of those are goals. Yeah. Um, you know, certainly we can't overlook Sami Handanovic. And what is it with teams with players all of a sudden who suck all season, but then when they play Milan, they they look like they belong in our team of the season?
1: Hey, sometimes when you're a team and you, you're playing a team who's at the top of the table, you want to give your best, right? And so, uh, Handanovic sure turned back the years. Uh, you know, he's you know just with his that ten minute spell, he was arguably one of the, one of the ma- better men uh, of the match of the game. But I mean, great saves, I mean, point blank yeah. saves, great reactions. You know, thirty six years old, but looked like he's more like twenty six in, in those minutes there. Um, good, great play, great game by him and. Uh, they kept talking about how uh, it was a duel between him and Zlatan and stuff. But, yeah, Andonovic, you know, fantastic during the 10-minute spell. The time when – the w- one time a game where they, they inter-faltered really, they kind of were back on their heels because Milan came out like, like gangbusters, like you said, out of the half. Um, he's the one who step, stepped up and, and shut the door really, and that changed the rest of the momentum of the game because uh, yeah, it was only one, one nothing at that point, and it could have been, you know, 1-1, 2-1, 3-1 at that point. So, uh, yep, Andonovic, yeah. full credit
0: for that. Yep, absolutely. And uh their their momentum trying to get back into the game gets killed in the 57th minute with a goal that is is going to be up there for goal of the week and a brilliant team counter-attacking goal uh that is ultimately finished by Lotaro Martinez. Uh Perisic providing the service on that goal, but it, it was at, I think there was six or seven interplayers who yep. who touched it on the way to uh on the way to that goal getting scored. Team goal. Uh, yeah classic counterattack and the classic punch in the mouth, uh, when you're trying to fight your way back into the match, um, that, uh, you know, really, really got, uh, uh, that got Milan reeling. And then they were put away for good in the 66th minute, a solo effort by Romelu Lukaku. Cassie can't keep up with them and Romagnoli doesn't close them down and the combination. And I said it, I was watching it as it was, as it was developing, Richard, um, as it was developing and Romanelli kept backing off, backing off, backing off, I said, Lukaku's going to score here. I mean, you're just – you're giving him way too much room, way too much respect. You've got to confront him. Uh, you got to take – got to take your chance at some point and confront him at that point. He didn't, and Lukaku took his chance. Uh, I, I – you know what he said. I didn't. I, I know. I, I caught katso and that was it. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, he's like, he's, he's, he's like me,
1: answer. me. me I, I, I fucking told you so. Uh, yeah. it, you know, I mean, he did rightly so. I mean, he was he was a beast in that game. He's and, and that play in particular, blue by Cassie, blue by Romagnoli, and then after the goal was scored, Romagnoli was looking around, blaming other He's Like, what, what were you guys doing? He's like, you were the one guarding him. What were you doing? You know. Yeah. At some point, you know, like you said, you gotta. If someone's that much of uh, that much better than you. Uh you need to take him down professional fouls. You've heard of call a thing called professional fouls. Take him down before you get to the box. Yes, I know Erickson's around there in a few is too close to the to the box, but still you can't let him go running like that and free. And, and, and if he gets an opportunity, he's gonna score. He's 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 been a fantastic yeah. player this year. And now he's even now after he lost all this weight, you know, the last year or so, he's that much faster. I mean, he's blowing past guys. Yep. Um, so yeah. Yeah. Great. I mean, great game by Inter overall. I was just uh, fantastic by them that that team goal that they scored for the second one. Uh, what a brilliant play! I mean, and, and, and I mean, you mentioned all the players that touched it. It was like at one point it was Hakimi to Eriksson to Perisic to uh, Lautaro. I mean, uh, this wonder it just sliced over, sliced sliced open Milan. It was a uh, a brilliant goal. Yeah, has brilliant to be goal. said.
0: It was an excellent. Uh, it was an excellent goal. Yeah. Um, it's. I mean, it's a five-star performance from Inter. I mean, there's no other other way around it. There's no way to sugarcoat it. Milan were poor. They looked ill-prepared. I absolutely hate using the Thursday Europa League game as an excuse. I'm not going to. I refuse to. These are professionals that need to sort this out and need to understand. um, It's a Derby. Yeah, and when you're in multiple competitions, you you just automatically, you got to get dialed in on the Derby. So... You know, so it's one of those games. But, I mean, this was an inter-team that the game plan was perfect. They got the early one. They pressed for a second. When they didn't get it, they just dropped off, let Milan have the ball, just didn't want to give anything away. Had to live on their nerves there for about the first 10 minutes of the second half. But once they got that second one, that third one came out right away, that just killed the game. And it was, you know, as evidenced by the substitutions that both teams made the rest of the game, it was damage control. Um, So – who was the best player in this game for you?
1: It's tough because there's so many good players for Inter. Um, yeah. You know, Perisic is going to be the one the first one that comes jumps to my mind because he was involved in almost every all the goals. Lukaku yeah. was was amazing. Lautaro, obviously with the goals. Um, you know, Barella was good. Uh, Eriksson was good. Handanovich obviously. But you know, I'm going to give a slight edge of to Perisic over Lukaku just slightly. Just okay. slightly. <laughs>
0: How about you? Yeah, I, I I'm with you. Uh, I, I'm. I'm I'm probably showing Handanovic a lot more respect than everybody else though. Um, cuz I mean we're talking about a 1-1 game and we're pop- we could be talking about a totally different series of events if one of those one of those goals goes in. We don't want to underestimate yeah. Handanovic's performance, but yeah, I mean I think Ivan Perisic was was outstanding in this derby and I think a big reason why is because he had a lot of freedom to be, you know, to be outstanding. I mean with the way yeah. that Milan rolled and shifted things defensively. It was all about trying to, you know, have people around Lukaku when he had the ball, make sure Hakimi didn't do anything dangerous. And it was almost like, you know, it was almost like they disrespected Parasic with the way they defended. And Parasic just, you know, took offense to it and uh, responded by, you know, coming up with a key assist there for uh, Martinez, but also with the work that he did with the ball, without the ball, uh, you know, was a, was a great performance from the Croatian.
1: There's a a statistic that came up during the game that I didn't even think about. I mean, I I knew uh, for both teams, really. So both teams, the statistic was Milan had been struggling mightily in the last month. And Milan's lost, like, what, four games in the last month now after not losing at all, I think maybe one game in 2020. Um, And then Inter on the flip side, They've gone unbeaten now for 18, 19 games now, um, and I realized that they had been doing well, but I didn't realize it's been 18 games. So you know they're on their own impressive streak as it is. You know, they're, it wasn't too long ago that we're talking about Milan with their 25, 27 game on winless streak or win- winning streak, I should say. Uh, so Inter's, you know, getting strong now. They're playing consistent. And we, you know, we talked how inconsistent they've been all season, but they're, they're getting it now. They're against the bigger teams. They're performing, um, and like you know, we said, you know, Conte and he has the seven days. There's only one tournament they're in at the moment. He'll prepare very well Damn. for the teams, and uh, you have to be on the top of your game when you play when you play his teams. After a seven day uh, preparation, Milan didn't do that. They, they flat out did not play. No one showed up. Um, you know, someone I was talking to somebody I don't remember who it was, and I'm like, you know, Cielo can just walk. He didn't deserve. He, this is the game he had to show up. He asked for all this money. Um, you know, G- uh, Gigi D'onarumma. He was left out to dry most of the time. There's nothing he could do. The first goal. Damn. But on Lartaro, I thought he should have probably had a better reaction. But I'm not going to fault him for that. I will fault chalanolo because he was absolutely not even not even visible in that game. Um, and, you know, Ricky has a comment in the in the section, which is in, interesting. He says, "You know, will Milan's momentum shift after this loss?" And I'm assuming he means the priority wise. I mean, Milan should still try to go for Scudetto. The 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 priority is Champions League, and we've been saying this all season long. But you should still go for it. You're only three four points back now. It's anything can happen. Inter can still slip up. Um, Juve are on, hot on the trail. Atalanta, Roma are right there. I mean, anything can happen at this point. Milan just needs to find a way to get back to what they were doing, you know, before this last month or so because they've been losing, the, you know, teams to Spezia, to Atalanta, to Inter, uh, to Juve. So um, they just need to get back onto the basics and, and find ways to score. I mean, you can't depend on you know 79 year old Zlatan to do, every, do it every week, so someone else needs to step up for them. Um, so, yeah.
0: um, I have, I, have, I have a few uh thoughts on this. Um, so let's start with uh Chalinolu. Um, yeah, I mean, he was absolutely terrible. Uh, there's, there's no question about it. Um, it was uh you know this but here's the thing the dip in form was coming okay we were, we Go talked ahead. about this there was no way that Milan were going to be able to sustain this throughout an entire season
1: no.
0: um there no team can you know no. you're eventually going to have your dip in form everybody has their dips in form at some point in the season Juve's ha- had Juve had theirs really early Inter had this really early you know now they're rounding into now they're rounding into the form that we anticipated of them Milan are now having their struggles and we knew, you, you know, this is going to happen. You know, it's almost like, it's like when you're doing it, it's like when you watch a NASCAR race or something like that, you know, you're, you're at the pole for, for several laps and then you have to pit, you know, and then you're in the back and you got to work your way up to the front again. Can you work your way up to the front? And that's the situation that, you know, this is, this is where they pit. Can it be a quick pit stop? Uh, (laughs) You know, that's the question, you know, and get back on track. Can they, can they get the tires changed quickly? Can they fuel up quickly? And, you know, all that other stuff. So um, I can't believe I actually made an auto racing analogy on a soccer podcast, but here we are. Here we are. Uh, <laughs> um but anyway, it's uh Cialinolo, it's it's a when he's out of form, it's 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 painfully noticeable. Uh, because so much has been in ex- his entire time at mainland. there's just been so much expected of him. Okay. Um, you know, the issue here um, that I have is um, Pioli. What do we say? We've gotten we got very comfortable with Pioli, haven't we? And what happens whenever a team of his has the struggles? He it Lazio. Inter, Fiorentina, when there's been struggles under Pioli's watch, he he does not really do well in getting them out of it and bringing them back. Yeah. Every yeah. single stop he's made. So that's the thing that scares me probably more than Chalhanolu at this point. Now, um, so we'll see if he's learned from all of the, you know, from past mistakes, you know, and if he gets it right here. You know, to, his credit, go- to his
1: credit, though, you know, last season before they went on this great run, Milan were struggling, and mm-hmm. there were questions about Ranya coming in. You know, he's going to lose his job, and he did turn around then. But let, this is a bigger stakes on the line now than before. Let's yep. see now. Like to your point, can he turn this around now? Because this can make or break his uh, legacy here. If he, he finds a way to turn this around and makes it a, a challenge, you're going to look at him as a, you know a successful manager, or it could be the flip side and be back to where we thought he's going. He was initially when he was uh, hired. So,
0: sure. I, here's some here's some thoughts because Milan twitter is is all in a panic right now okay <laughs> you know they think they need to get new players they need to get a new manager they need to get into everything yeah okay first of all uh george good to see you david thanks for checking in uh, if you're if you're watching this live please drop a like drop a like uh mention yourself uh in the chat uh we'd like to know who's uh who's all tuning in it'd be great to hear from you um and definitely any questions send them in um Should Chalanolu go back off to go back to the left, uh, until he can refine some form? Um, I wouldn't mind it if it means to not, you know, if you can push up Tonali and at this point just take the chances of a Maite kessy double pivot and hope that it'll eventually work. You know, because right now, I mean, it's not going to get – until Chalonolu can find his form, I don't think you put him in the middle. I don't think you put him in the, uh, you know, attacking midfield role. Milan, relax, you're not I We know that. George, I'm actually <laughs> going to say some nice, nice things about Cagliari later. You're the um, one. Yeah, I'm going to be the one. So, um, so anyway, that's one, one solution. The other thing that I think about, I mean – and I understand, you know, you said Rebic, his de- you know, defensive contribution and his help and that sort of thing, but he's he's so stagnant. Um, what about Manzukic on the left? In that he setup? was he, brilliant. He, for he was Juventus. amazing under brilliant. Allegri in that. Yeah. yeah. You know, you got him. I'd rather see that you than Nolu, honestly. You got him. You're going to lose him at the end of June.
1: Run Put him on off. the left. Yeah.
0: <laughs> Put him on the left and and let him run his ass off on the left like he did for Allegri at Juventus. Yeah. So, you know, some things you're going to have to do. One of Leal or Haga are going to have to play
1: uh, because you, yeah.
0: you need the dribbling. You need the running. You need the guys that are going to be dynamic, that are going to try to get defenses and get shapes off balance. And right now, you know, because this this setup didn't do it. Rebic didn't do it. Salamakers didn't do it. Everything was way too predictable. So these are the things that they're going to have to think about and do okay you know the right is the is the problem yeah it's, we don't have a great right winger i mean i'm almost tempted to say that you know, as much disdain as i have for him samu should probably be getting getting more run there you know because at least he'll be able to run he'll be yeah. able to you know he won't be able to he won't dribble at people but his movements can can get people off balance
1: so. how about how about this um you know because Samu and, and Salamakas, they're very similar. They both have moments where they're really good, and then they, they, they kind of fade away at other times as well. Maybe put in Hauga, give him an opportunity on the right-hand side. He's better on the left, but he, he's, he's also productive on the right. Yeah. Um. You know, maybe Chalonolo, either I mean, you can slide him out left, but I'd rather have Leao there or Leao in the middle. You know, maybe Leao up top with Ibrahimović playing off of him. You know, someone slower, sure. who can hold the ball up with somebody who's a little quicker and can get open. You know, that could work. Um. Maybe even having rubbish in there somewhere in the mix as well. I don't know, because having having Chalanolo out left, though I, I see your point exactly, I think um, maybe he just needs to be benched for a little bit. just no, I not talking for the whole game. I'm just talking about not starting. Uh, given time to think about it. maybe he that'll you know invigor him some of that maybe some uh, energy f- musters up and he starts playing better because of it. You know some guys react to that well. other guys don't. Um, you'll find out a lot about him too, because if you if he starts pouting and stuff on the bench and you know starts complaining, like give me out of here," go go, you're not worth the seven and a half million. But if he goes on the bench and then fester[s] and then gets better, hey, that's what you want. Do um, you
0: try a balancing act of you know continuing to try to fight for top four whilst keeping Chalinulu on the bench and getting into some kind of eval mode to see what
1: else you have? At least in the short term, yes, because. Nothing's going well at the moment. In the last month, nothing has gone well for Milan, really. Yeah. Uh, I, I'm going to be one of the few people who thinks the result in Belgrade was actually a decent result. But out, I do too. Of, I thought outside, it was fine. Yeah. Outside of that, though, nothing has really gone well for Milan the last month. And yes, they've had a hard schedule in the last month, and it's only getting harder. But uh, that's not an excuse. So they need to find a way in the short term to fix it. And then you know once they start stabilizing, they can go back to try to you know, what their, their bread and butter is. But uh, they need to find something in the, in the short term. Otherwise, it can continue to go down. Uh, as these teams step up, I mean, Spezia is probably the worst loss we've had this in this run because look at where they are on the table. Inter, you expected them, Juve, Juve Atalanta, but Spezia, you're like that's a punch in the mouth. Yep. Inter, um, I'm still putting it
0: out there that I, I'm still I, Juve was my pick to win it, but Inter are now the favorites for the title. OK, yep. oh,
1: yeah.
0: um, after that win, I I, I I got as bold to say I said it here. I said it on Alex's radio show. I said, look, if Inter lose this derby, they won't win the Scudetto. Um, you know, I don't think Milan are winning the Scudetto. We never you and I have been saying this all season long. This first place is, is is a nice little novelty. But the reality is, is that it's top four. If it happens to be first outstanding, you know, obviously we'll take it and run. But top four is the goal. We're, and Milan do not have Scudetto winning credentials. If you're a loyal listener on Serie A, sit down, you know we never said at any point Milan are going to win this thing. We were never convinced. Um, and now the the other shoe has dropped. The dip in form has happened, and now it's a matter of how do, how do Milan react. You know to what, it, go ahead.
1: I was like, you know what the big difference between these two clubs are? And it, and it was painfully obvious in the Derby. Um, while both teams have very good starting 11s, the depth is different. Yeah, Inter Inter have been built. Yes, they spent a million, a million times more than Milan, but they have the depth. They can go to the bench and get Vidal. They can get Bobby Gags. They can get whoever they want off the bench. While Milan, you know, they got Sanchez and off the bench as well. And Milan, they're struggling. They got some younger guys who could potentially be really good, but their depth is nowhere close to where you Inter is at the moment. So Inter are rightfully so the 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 favorites. But you know, I you know, I see what you're saying about how you know Inter now the clear favorites, and I do agree because I picked them to win the Scudetto. I don't I don't think this game has as big of an effect as many people think because oh, some people writing off Milan and this and that I'm like you know they got a, they both teams had a big cushion on on third and fourth place and everybody else a loss wouldn't have hurt either team it yeah it puts a damper on their on their percentages or chances of winning scudetto Inter is obviously going to jump up now but Milan are still in there and they're four points back I mean anything can happen Milan just had a yep. six point lead not too long ago so things can evaporate things can change very quickly so Milan are still in the fight but I mean, you. I agree with you. Inter are the favorites at the moment, and uh, they should be. They, they've been they're playing lights out at the moment. So, I mean, for Milan to to,
0: to you know, they've got to try to hang on to a top four place. Yep. With, Juventus, Roma, Atalanta, and Lazio, all away matches. Um, all away matches for them. They had them all at home, uh, you know, in the first half of the season, and now they're all away. Uh, in the second half of the season. I agree, Phil. I agree, Phil. You know, and the Spezia game was definitely more concerning. The the Spezia game was very concerning. So now, how do they react? Can they get back up? You know, as for Inter, you know, this is all they got left. They're They're going to be hard to beat going forward. I'll give you the hot take, though. They're going to drop points against Genoa on Sunday. So
1: Genoa playing really well. I think Uh, it's a
0: hangover game, and I think Genoa have been playing really well. Like They're playing really well. They're playing their style. Really well, um, and I think that uh, you know, <laughs> and it's and, and it's just this would be so Inter of them, and that, that they they win this derby and they're on this high, and everybody's every, all Interisti are sticking out their chest, and
1: then they play Genoa and they drop points. We're still in winter, remember, and Inter are notoriously they drop points in winter. Um, but we'll see. I mean, this is a different team, a different beast. So I mean, who yep. knows? But um, yeah, it, it, no one's gonna walk away with the title. I think at this point. Um, I don't think the whole. I think the season will be close between the top, you know, three or four teams. But we'll see. It's uh, it's uh, going to be interesting race. But yeah, Inter have certainly you know asserted their dominance at the moment and Shane that is showing that they are the the top dog at the moment for real, especially and, Milan. Yep,
0: Christian Eriksen has probably. Uh solidified his place uh you know in this inter team when it was long talked about that he could be gone patis is probably going to uh remain a fixture there so it looks like uh guys that were real question marks as far as the future at inter have really uh have really staked their claim here so yeah um and uh it's an inter team that like i said i think they're, they're they're the favorites for the title juventus is still my pick you know i'm gonna i'm gonna stick by i'm gonna stand by that but right now uh you know, on on how Inter performed against the big teams here over the last several weeks in league play. The cup's been different, obviously. Um, they are they are the favorites because um, they're getting it done against the big teams around them. Um, one of Milan problem. We did have a question on uh, didn't we have questions on Twitter as far as it related to Milan before we move on here?
1: Yeah, so I mean, and David brings up a good point that Milan has struggled against a three five two this season. Yeah. And you know Jake, uh, that Milan fan, he says, three five two, what if Milan switches to a three five two? I don't particularly like it just because the, the 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 players that we have that how how it would it fit in the defense. I just want um, they
0: don't have the guys for it.
1: Right. That's the only thing that's concerned with me defensively. I think midfielders, they have it, and you know, they could find have find a way to have Liao and Zlatan up top, but the, the three at the back is what worries me. Right. But I agree with David. I mean, Milan has to do something to adjust to the three, five, twos because teams are, the last few teams that have beaten them have gone with that kind of formation, and Milan have no answers for it. Sure. Uh, and the other question is well, it's about the Bologna game, so we can get to that once we talk about match week 23. So excellent. All right. Well, how about we go ahead
0: and batch match week 23, Richard, and uh, take them all.
1: <laughs> all right. All right. Starting off uh, with Fiorentina-Spezia. Uh, uh, it looked like we, would, we might have a chance to have a letdown game for Spezia after the big win against Milan. Uh, sure enough, they did. Uh, it was started off fairly well for them. It was 0-0 going into halftime, but coming out to half, Vlahovic with a nice, uh, a nice play where it looked like the ball's going to be out of bounds. Kostrovili kept it in. Vlahovic with a flying, a flying volley for the goal one uh, nothing there. 64th minute Castrovilli would get his goal, make it two nothing. And then to top things off, Esterich with a nice goal uh in the 82nd minute 3-0, Fiorentina route. Spezia, Cagliari and Torino. Uh this game was uh actually pretty entertaining. This one uh for, for a low-scoring game. Um both teams had their opportunities. Uh went back and forth for, throughout the game, but the the lone goal was actually a nice goal by Bremer uh off the corner and the 76 minute one-nothing Torino would win on the road. Uh, moving on, Lazio hosting Sampdoria. Uh, this was a tight affair. Uh, Ranieri's men uh, were, made it difficult for Lazio, but Lazio would get a goal through Luis Alberto in the 24th minute. They win 1-0 at home. Uh, one of the one of the highly entertaining games of the weekend, uh, Genoa and, and Verona. Uh, this game started off with a goal of the week candidate, Elic, uh, in the 17th minute. Uh, and I, I forget who assisted to him. Um, um, oh, Antonin Barak. A great pass to him and a nice volley by Illich. one yep. nothing uh, in the 17th minute. Um, Eldor in the 48th minute, he would come on as a substitute in the 45th minute. Uh, he would get his goal in the 48th, made it 1-1. Uh, Faraoni made it 2-1 at uh, the 61st minute. Uh, and then in stoppage time, goal of the week candidate. But uh, Milan Bade with a, a brilliant long-distance shot to beat the keeper. Uh, nothing Sylvester could have done by, about that. 2-2 that game ends. Uh, good points for both teams. It's a very entertaining game, as I mentioned. Uh, moving on to Sassuolo and Bologna. This game uh, started out well uh, for Bologna. A turnover that Musabaro was all over. Uh, he finds Soriano in front door in a 17th minute. One nothing at that point. Um, you know, Sassuolo had a lot of the opportunities in this game. Uh, Skorupski was huge but uh, they finally broke through in the 52nd minute um Ticho Caputo finally got his goal i think it's third or fourth game in a row that he's done that 1-1 one, one, both teams share the spoils in that Batama Udinese cue the music Don Cornelius scores a goal yeah, in the 3rd minute about first, time, first time goal, this goal of the season. season
0: first goal of the season we've got we got where's the soul train music man uh, it'll we, be on uh, the podcast okay we'll put it on the podcast <laughs> because i've been telling you we we I, maybe i thought you forgot because we just He hasn't scored
1: all season. I forgot. He he just
0: were okay with the fact. Okay, you're not going to score this season. We can just stash this
1: away until next year. Yeah, that's what it was. Exactly what it was. (laughs) Um, He nearly got a second one. uh, Not too, not too long after that. Uh, I think it hit off the post. There was a save by the by the keeper. Um, But they would get a second goal uh, through a penalty. Uh, Kuchka would convert it to nothing going into the half. But coming out of the second half, Udinese they played very well. Uh, Rodrigo De Paul nice assist to Okaka for the header. And the in the 80th minute got a goal, uh, made it 2-2. Uh, Parma did have a chance late on to get the winner, but they failed. They lost. Uh, they draw a 2-2. It felt like a loss after being up 2-0. Um, another highly entertaining game. Uh, you know it's going to be a big one. Atalanta hosting Napoli. That could either be a high-scoring game or a low-scoring game. What we got was a high-scoring game. Uh, lots of goals of the weekend, candidates in this one. Uh, goal scoring, though, did not start until the second half. I guess they all took the first half off. There's a lot of opportunities, but... Um, in the 52nd minute, Duván Zapata getting assists from Muriel. The Colombian connection there, one nothing there. Uh, goal of the week candidate Zelinski, a beautiful pass by Politano over the top. He volleys it out of the midair, uh, makes a 1-1 at that point, game on. Uh, lovely, lovely movement between Muriel, Zapata, and Gosens led to the second goal, 2-1 at that point. Uh, Muriel with a wonderful strike in the 71st minute, 3-1 at that point. Um, a, an own goal by Gosens in the 76, good pressure by by uh, Napoli to force that own goal, 3-2. And then uh, Romero with a, a, a goal, a sloppy goal off a corner kick in uh, the 79th, 4-2. Uh, big game, uh, big result there for Atalanta against Napoli. Napoli are starting to be very shaky at the moment. Them and Milan are struggling mightily at the moment. Um, next game, second to last game, Benevento and Ro- hosting Roma. This game was difficult. Um, you know, Benevento had some chances early on. Roma, you know, obviously is going to dominate as much as they can. Um, we, we did see a red card from uh, Emil Glick, two yellows in the game, uh, stupid foul on, on, on Mikatarian for his second yellow. Uh, he gets out of the game. It didn't really affect Benevento in the sense that they kept it together. Uh, Roma kept coming at him. They thought they had a penalty in the in the late stages of the game. El Sharawi taken down in the box. Uh, looks like they get a penalty here, maybe get, maybe get a deserved win. But VAR steps in, says El Sharawi was offsides, no penalty. Uh, game ends 0-0, a tough-earned point for Benevento in this one, especially being down a man. And then lastly, to round it out, the reigning champions, Juventus hosting Crotone. Uh, this is the Ronaldo show early on. Uh, in the first half, he did get a goal in the 38th minute after uh, missing a, a very easy tap-in. Probably the, f- the first time he's missed a tap in his career, probably. Uh, just before halftime, uh, he would get a brace with a with a, a header. Uh, the play starts off with a long-distance shot, forces the keeper to make a save. Full credit to Ramsey, you know, hustling to get the ball. Feeds it back to the box. Ronaldo puts it away. 2 nothing at that point. Nearly got his tripleta just before halftime. Uh, but he fails in his attempt in the, in the, in the hat trick. Uh, but Weston McKinney would get his uh, his I think sixth goal of season in the 66th minute. Uh, Juve walk away three nothing win, nice victory for them. And uh, yeah, a lot of goals this weekend, a lot of uh, expected results, but some highly entertaining games. Frank uh, overall. Yep, we. Um, it
0: would be uh, Di Francesco's last game at Cagliari. Um and we learned that uh, Leonardo Semplici is now the manager there. He is released from his contract with Spal. Huh. Uh, and we'll take over at the Sardinians. Um, so you know they had been playing with a back three. They played with a back three here against Torino. That's what Simplici does. So that's not going to change. You'll play a back three with wing backs. You'll see Zapp and Lekogianis. Um, and Simplicity is saying that the work is psychological. It's absolutely psychological, you know. And this is one of those weird ones because, um. Jerry Mancini reveres Eusebio uh, Di Francesco, if you could tell from the tweets <laughs> you know that he puts out. That's sarcastic, by the way. Um, <laughs> and I, I'm pointing out that you can make the case that a sacking was harsh um, because – and George is here, so I'd be interested in his takes on this yep. – um, that the sacking was harsh because you you look at a lot of these games that Cali were in, they were in them, they were unlucky. They have a a striker that they depend on for goals who just can't score right now in Giovanni Simeone. Um, I mean, the guy is desperate for goals right now and he's just not getting there. Uh, The pieces to this Cali team are too good to be sitting 18th. You know, Joel Pedro has been there forever. Um, you know, the, the back three is decent. Kranio is a very good goalkeeper. I really like Razvan Marin. We're going to talk about Razvan Marin, uh, the way we currently talk about Rodrigo De Paul at Udinese. Um, I think we're on the way there. Yeah, um, you know, the handful of times I've watched Martin play, I'm impressed. Um, you know, he's not as dominant and as obvious as De is right now, you know, but he will get there with time. Uh, I like his game, he's a guy that. You know, he's a guy that I'm interested in. Um, you know, Simplicy says it's psychological. You know, he's got to figure out how to get Simeone to start scoring goals again. You know, because once that happens, Cagliari is going to get out of this rut. They have been in these games. They have not been woefully behind. They should have beaten this Torino team yeah. on Friday. I watched a very good chunk of this game. Um, and, uh, it, you know, and I, and psychological, yeah because they've been so unlucky with some of these results. Um, I'm just going to pull up you know, Caliari's results at the moment. I kind of think the, the Di Francesco sacking is semi-harsh. I'd, I'd like to hear what your take is on this. I mean, I get it's a business, it's a results business, and it has been an awful long time since Caliari won the game. And and for those reasons, if you want to sack Di Francesco because he's not getting the wins, then that's fine. But we're talking about on performances, they're very, very close. I mean, Atalanta beat them in stoppage time. Um, you know, Lazio beat them one 0 They had their chances in that game. They got the draw against, uh, you know, Sassuolo. Um, you know, they lose to Milan. They, I mean, these are these are close games that they're involved in, except for the the four one beating they took to Napoli. But everything was tight. It was just, you know, one odd thing here or one odd thing there, and Calcutta were dropping points here in this run. It's not like that. They it's not like they were completely. They go on this losing streak and they're completely out of their depth. What are your thoughts on on? On De Francesco out, Simplici in.
1: This is um, – I agree with Simplicity that it is a psychological thing. You know, they, Cagliari started out so well under under Miran originally. Um, you know, they came out and they were, you know, fighting for a European spot and the things looked great and all of a sudden they, they kind of tanked it after that. Um, and they kind of never recovered ever since then, right? And the pieces are there. We've seen them play. They have some really good pieces at, at Cagliari and they got a striker who's – He's one of the better strikers in the league. He's one of the consistent strikers of the league. You know, we yeah. talked about it in the years, years ago when Moriello, he was never, he's never one of the top strikers in terms of being the big club, but for a smaller club, consistently scoring 15 goals. And now you're talking about João Pedro doing the same thing. He's on 11 goals already and he's still got, you know, many games to go. Uh, so they got the pieces there. It just, they, for whatever reason, they couldn't get, they couldn't, you know, get over that hump. And uh, as, as harsh as it, it may be, about you know sacking EDF, I think it's fully deserved because ultimately, like you said, it is a results business, and Cagliari has absolutely no business being an 18 spot, five spots, uh, you know, from from safety. Um, and it was a you know in a, a weird relegation six pointer against Torino because both these are both clubs that shouldn't be in that in that in that situation. And so, I think it was a fully deserved uh, spot for EDF. This is a we told about we talked about it many times how so this is a, a chance for him to kind of save his career after. You know they had a great time in Roma, and then after or Sasuolo and then uh, Roma had that really great year, and then ever since then it's been crap. Uh, mm-hmm. And this is a chance to save his career, and he hasn't done that. He maybe he didn't, maybe he needs to go to another league. I don't know, uh, but I, I think he couldn't figure out a way to to get through to these guys, and these guys are you know maybe I'm sure the players are to blame, but
0: yeah, he had I to mean, go, I think when when Moran was fired, I I said this that that. We made we, we made the prediction here on City A sit down that it would be you say Francesco. So this yep. would be a great opportunity for him to revive his career. And I think he got Cali playing better football. Okay, sure. but yeah. he's not getting results. And yeah. it's a business, and you've got to get results. And um that's what ended up happening here. That's what he got sacked over. I just I I I <laughs> if he had a a striker with some kind of form this Cagliari team is not, there's no chance this Cagliari team's in 18th. They may be in 12th or 13th at the very, you know, at the very worst. Don't get me wrong. I don't think they're a European, would be a European contender or anything like that. But, you know, to see them where they're at right now, you know, they just, it's, it, it and then they, and then they get beat on a set piece here. A great one here by Bremer. Yep. Um, but, you know, they're, they're just, they're, they're losing on little lapses in concentration at bad moments because they don't, you know, when they get the chances, they can't put them away. So, you know, we'll see what Simplice does with these guys. And I, I think they'll be fine. Um, right now, Sassuolo, I think we're very unlucky to only come away with a point against Bologna. They were down to 10 men. The, the hickey red card was very harsh.
1: Um, (sighs) I'm I'm fifty fifty on that red card because at first glance I thought that was a harsh harsh call and then I watched the replay and I'm like he did get his cleats pretty high up on the ankle, I mean it, it was, I, I I will agree with you it is harsh ultimately but I mean mm-hmm. it's still a red card. Deserby, Deserby
0: said it was harsh. Oh.
1: <laughs>
0: the opposing coach said it was yeah, harsh. Yeah, so. yeah,
1: yeah. So, um, um, but it was a good game. I think you know, obviously they had lots of the opportunity and it's good to see Caputo getting some goals, but. Again, they're not doing. They're not doing just enough to stop the opposition. Um, They nearly had a great winner at the end, where I think it was uh, Caputo fed Traore, mm-hmm. and uh, Suamaro uh, had a great slide tackle to, to prevent that. But I mean, they're not scoring goals. Yeah. All the, they have all the pl- all the pieces now, and then you know Barardi's back now, and they're still um maybe it's not match f- fully match fit yet, but they they're they're not quite up to speed like they were in the beginning of the season, right? They start uh- start out so hot. I think it's coming with them, though. Um, I do, I do. I I hope so.
0: I I think it's coming with them. I think it's going to come around for them now. They're at Torino next. That that'll be a challenge, and they host Napoli, which you know is going to end up with Napoli's form currently at the moment. That is an under the radar huge game. Um, Goals in that game. So any game successful is
1: a goal game.
0: Yeah, you can expect goals any game that has uh, Swallow involved. That's for sure. But yeah, it is. You know consistently staying in eighth Verona is starting to, to peter out a little bit here I uh, had to come from behind twice here against uh, Genoa but there there's Genoa on 11th um, okay I said after these that they'd be top half but um, 11th I was close Not so bad. so I said by match week 23 Genoa would be a top half in the top half of the table there they are in 11th and um, you know four points off of the top half we had this team pegged for relegation I mean they're they're exactly again, they're exactly who we think they are. Who's ahead again.
1: of them? Who's ahead of them in the table? Sampdoria. Oh yeah. Well, uh, I had both those clubs being relegated.
0: We we yeah, the, we're not <laughs> we're not allowed in Liguria anytime soon. No, no. So no. uh so that's 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 just the way it is. <laughs> um the Atalanta Napoli game was uh, just a thrilling game. Um, you know, and uh it lived up to the billing uh when these two get when these two get together. Um just gotta look at the statistics on this. The Muriel goal was fantastic. Yeah. Um, you know, it was a different type of dribble than the the Mancini goal for uh Roma when or when they played Leon. Uh, so but-
1: there there's a play where um Gasparini ultimately got a red card. So Pacino goes down in the box. Uh hmm. Mario Ruiz is the one claimed to have taken him down. Um, what were your thoughts on that? Because my when I saw that, I first thought, okay, maybe it is a foul, and you watch the replay. Looks like Piscina slips and and I don't know why. Maybe because Gasparini is so far away. That's why he's so angry about it. What were your thoughts on that on that penalty? Because I don't think there slip. was don't think there was enough there to call it. No, I didn't think so either. I didn't so, think so either. It would have been a pretty harsh penalty if they had given it to them. Sure. Um, but uh, Gasparini pissed off and gets a red card, and I think that fueled his team. So when when did
0: we ever think over the last few years we'd see a Napoli team have more possession? than their opponent, even if it is Atalanta, but only come away with four shots.
1: Yeah, that's that's a rarity. Usually they have the possession, but they have like 20 shots. Uh, four shots is very very unlike Napoli. And yeah, you're playing Atalanta, but still, you, they're a team that, that we know can create opportunities. Um, and to only have four shots is uh, not a good thing. And they need to figure it out quick because, I mean, you know, we'll get to the European games, but they, they didn't do well there, there either. So.
0: Awesome and just... I think it's a just a game action issue with him.
1: Yeah, I do too. I you do know. too. He had a great header early on that Golini had to save, but I mean, other than that, he's not there yet. And obviously, having a collarbone injury or whatever it was, um, it's it's difficult to get back. you gotta you have to trust your body. Your body's not there yet. You have to you know, take some time to get used to your body, and then your teammates got to get back used to you. So it's gonna take some time with them. I just hopefully for Napoli's sake, you know, they figure it out quick because you know when they when Ociman was at full kilter, this was a fun team to watch, wasn't it? They were one of the most more entertaining teams to watch in the yeah. and ever since his injury, now that he's back this is, hasn't been the same just yet, but I think they need some time, so
0: uh, Thoughts on how uh, Mela is settling in at Atalanta you know, he's he's in there for Hot Hattabor right now, and it seems like uh, you know, the first couple times I watched him play, I didn't think anything of him but these last couple times, he's making more of an impact, it looks like he's getting it looks like he's adjusting you know, fairly quickly, especially with, you know, it's it's not I mean, hot with what he means to that team, you know, it's it's not easy to replace a player like that. And, no. you know, but it's it's definitely um, uh, it's it's definitely a situation where uh, where he looks like he's coming on here for him.
1: Yeah, it's a, it's certainly a plug and play situation type with Napoli, right? They have these guys that can step up and and they are perform. Now they're not going to be the stars of Hatabur and Golson's or whoever they take the place of, but they can do an admirable job. Um, and so you know they just find the right guys for the system. And you know he's fitting in nicely with Napoli. I mean with Atalanta. And so you give him more opportunities. I think he'll he will blossom into a player. I mean, it won't be maybe Hatabur style, but you know. Uh, he's he's enough to get them to be productive, and I think that's important uh, for Atalanta going forward and defensively. So, uh, sure. yeah, no, good, good addition. Sure. All right. Um, I think the only other notes
0: that I had from these round of games: Roma seventy one percent possession. Uh, I'm surprised it was that low. I thought it was higher. <laughs> and did next to nothing with it. I mean, it would, yep. we've said this about Roma: they're better when they're better when they can counter.
1: Yeah, they're better
0: when they have space and can. And can exploit it, and can uh, and can get behind it quickly. Which coach is first to go if the slumps continue? Pioli or Gattuso? Gattuso. I agree, um, but I don't think either guy goes until the end of the season. To be perfectly honest, I hope,
1: yeah, I, yeah, I, I agree. I, I hope.
0: I know. I just don't see a manager wanting to walk in. I mean, because what are you going to do right now? You're 23 games in. Next weekend, 24. If you, if you you got 14 games left, you're gonna who are you gonna bring in to say, hey, you got 14 games to to get us into Europe or to get us into the Champions League or keep us in the Champions League, um, you know, where you got to, you know, you know, employ your tactics, put your stamp on it, um, you know, get to know the players. You might know a few of them. Um,
1: Too much is on the line for both these clubs. That, like you said, there's not enough time to right. get things going. So you're you're best
0: served. You're best served keeping these guys until the end of the season and making a decision on them at that point, depending yeah. on depending on uh, you know depending on performance. Because I I can't see a Max Allegri want to go to either one of these teams with 14 games left. So do
1: you, do you think Juve is out of the Scudetto race? Absolutely, absolutely not. not. Absolutely, absolutely not.
0: not. They are yeah. they are dangerous. They are lurking. They are getting it together at the right time. They're four
1: points behind Milan, and you know another four points behind Inter. No, they're still in it.
0: Yep. Um, they're yeah. And granted they beat Crotone and Crotone is easily the worst defense in this league. Um, I mean, just they've, they've conceded 55 goals. The next, yeah. the next highest is 45, uh, which is Parma. Um, and, and, and so much for diversa re reviving that team's fortunes at the moment. I mean, they had, they, they had Udinese and they gave it away. Uh, Hey, they got uh, Don, Don Cornelius to score, right though. They did. <laughs> they did. Um, Amazon is doing a special on Juve called All or Nothing. It's official soccer is fixed. If they win this guy,
1: don't. <laughs> but it looks like a good series. I mean, they, I saw the series they did with Manchester City and uh, that was a, that was a great, great series there. I find it interesting though, that they went, they were first on Netflix. Juventus were and mm-hmm. now they're with Amazon. I don't know if Amazon's paying them more money or what, but, um, I'd be curious just because, uh, not because it's UVA and, uh, you know, I, I don't want to necessarily watch UV, but the production value that Amazon and Netflix put on is, is top quality. And so whatever you watch, you want to, you're entertained and you want to watch more of it. So I'd watch it. I'll definitely check it out for sure. But I, I thought the Manchester city one was excellent. Uh, so I would definitely, you know, check it out and see what happens, but, uh, um, it's Anieli An- An- <laughs> man. He's out there pimping his brand once yeah, again. Yeah. Once that again, the
0: business, why not? Wherever you can generate, you gotta pay Ronaldo somehow, right? This is true. <laughs> you don't have fans right now. You got to figure out where you're gonna get the money. That's true. Uh, so um, but uh but nonetheless, but yeah, so I yeah, Juve is absolutely in this thing. Um, and uh if they can uh now as a diehard Milan fan, do you watch it? I I I I watch it as a diehard calcio fan. Yeah. So hey
1: the birthday Monday. boy, <laughs>
0: the birthday boy. Happy 40th, my friend.
1: Yeah, I definitely watch it.
0: Uh, this just is how he spends. This done. is this is how he spends his hangover with us.
1: Amen, amen.
0: <laughs> this is the last place you want to spend a hangover. you yeah. you just we, we we make your headache worse.
1: Cause the hangovers. <laughs> so,
0: oh my goodness! Oh Stevie, I hope you had a good one. Uh, you know, I know a lot of it. Well, you know. Yep. We love you too. We My love last you too
1: before we get into the goals of the week, uh Chiesa another strong performance. He's starting to look like he's from yeah. the focal point of Juventus. Uh I, I like I like what of-
0: he means to them now. I yeah. really do. Um yeah. I actually there was a uh there was a DraftKings an con- Interleague DraftKings contest um yesterday, which included the Juve Cortone game. And I only took I only took Ronaldo and Chiesa from Juve. Um and they were both ungodly expensive. Um but, um, but anyway,, uh, you know, I mean, I've, I've got that much confidence that i'm I'm willing to take take Chiesa because he's racking up a bunch of points, whether it's crosses shots and then he's popping up for goals too. So yeah. he's you know, he's become kind of valuable in that regard, and he's really becoming very valuable to this to this UVA team. So, um almost eight teams may be a part of the top four, absolutely. I mean, yeah, I mean, I, I still say don't count Sassuolo out. We talked about this. I yeah. say they, they're getting guys back. They've they got to get it together a little bit. They got to get a little bit more repetition, but they're going to be as dangerous as anybody here down the stretch.
1: And, and I don't don't leave out Hellas because they got the defense. Verona has a defense that they yep. could compete with them, these big boys. They have the I think the best record of the top you know, nine against each other. So I mean, yeah, don't don't forget about them.
0: Little too far, and not so nine teams. Little too far out of reach for some Doria at the moment. Yeah, but you yeah. know what? I mean, it's just. Under the radar, the job that Ranieri has done there uh, is, yep. uh, is impressive. So, so yes. Um, so, yeah, that's what we have. Uh, goals of the week. You want to have at it first?
1: Yeah. Uh, number five for me, I'm going to go with Vlahovic's acrobatic goal, uh, the first goal of the game in that game. Uh, I liked it a lot. For number four, I'm going to go Antonin Barak cross with uh, Illich uh, with a wonderful volley there. That's number four for me. Number three, um, long-distance bomb by Milan Bidet. A wonderful strike there. Uh, number two for me, uh, Politano's beautiful assist over to Zelensky, and Zelensky just volleys it out of midair. I love that goal. I mean, that was a great shot. Uh, but number one for me, Milanici, turn your plug your ears here. It is that inter-team goal, Hakimi to Ericsson to Perisic, to Lautaro. Uh, wonderful team goal there. I mean, you could pick any of the goals in that game, but that goal was uh, just sliced open Milan. So that's my top five. Yeah, I've got
0: that as my number one. Uh number two is the Bedell volley. Uh three is the Vlaovic Flyer. Uh four the Zielinski volley. And fifth I've got I've got the Lukaku counter. Um Fair. Uh I I uh, tweeted the video of the bowler, uh Pete Weber. Uh <laughs> Lukaku Lukaku after scoring in the derby did you see that? No, I didn't. Okay, he's, he 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 rolls it I guess it's like he needed a strike to win this tournament by one pin and he gets the strike right. and he's just uh, it's bowling goddammit. <laughs> <laughs> Seriously. And
1: you brought up bowling and NASCAR on our podcast. <laughs>
0: what's happening to me. Um, But, uh, you know, he just, it's the, he, he, he shouts, who do you think you are? I am. (laughs) And just, just, uh, God damn it. I did it. I'm just like, oh gosh, this is, it's it's, it's bowling dude. Just dial it down just a little bit. That's awesome. Oh man. So, um, but nonetheless, yeah, those are my five.
1: Uh, well, there is, a, there is a question I want to get to about Bologna. Uh, so Jake at that that Milan fan, his is, name Jake, uh, he yeah, says, no. uh, Mihalovic, I guess, made some statement after the game. He says, Do you agree with Mihalovic saying that Bologna would be fighting for a European league spot with Zlatan Ibrahimovic? Do you also agree about his statement that this Milan and Milan and Mihalovic's Milan are on the same bar are the same level minus Zlatan on that second one? No, this Milan team is far better than. And, uh, yeah, let
0: me pull um, up that let me pull up that Milan uh, team under uh under uh Mihailovic and, in the 2015-2016 yeah. season. Okay, so uh let's see. Okay, so goalkeepers Diego Lopez, Christian Abbiati, and that's <laughs> when Gen Luigi Donnarumma just got on board. Yep, yep. So um, Defenders, Mattia De Cilio, uh Philippe Mexes, Alessio Romagnoli, we just got on board, Rodrigo, Rodrigo Ely, Lord Zapata. Uh, Ignazio Abate, Stefan Simic, Luca Antonelli, Alex.
1: Yeah, no, that's this is right,
0: flat out no. That's right, it's Alex. Borderline, borderline
1: banter era. Borderline banter.
0: Davide Calabria, uh, a, a very young Davide Calabria. Midfield, here we go. Jose Mauri. <laughs> Keisuke Honda, Andrea Poli, Ricardo Montolivo, Juraj Kuchka. Giacomo Bonaventura is probably the only good, pl- you know.
1: Yeah.
0: Uh, Kevin Prince Boateng, very young Manuel Locatelli. Um, yep. and uh, Andrea Bertolacci. And then up front, Jeremy Menez, Luis Adriano, Mba uh Mario Bellotelli, and Carlos Baca. Um, yeah.
1: Yeah. It's just, it's just at the end of the banter there. So no, I don't think this Milan club, this Milan, this current Milan squad is much better than uh Milan club, minus Zlatan. But I do think if, you know, Bologna had Zlatan, they would be probably fighting the European league spot. I think they're underperforming right now. Bologna are, uh, they have the pieces there. They're missing a striker. You know, if they had a good hold-up striker, Musabaro is fantastic. But to have someone like uh, Zlatan there could only make uh, everyone else better. I think yep. so. Um, yeah, no, it, it was. Uh... This
0: Milan is far better. Yeah, absolutely. absolutely. And that's Zlatan, that Zlatan would have spent his entire time just picking fights and kicking the shit out of everybody, um, not you know scoring goals. So yep. please, it was my birthday. Right, Steve. I mean, sometimes we gotta take a moment to remember where we were to appreciate where we are. <laughs> All right. So, you know, that's uh, just, sometimes that's got to happen. All right. But yeah, yeah. Sunisa is just, uh, that is just begging for head, headlines. headlines yeah. Cool. Yeah. Anyway. Uh, so yeah, so I, I know this Milan team is way better and there's no comparison. So, yeah. Um, Barrow is, but Musa Barrow is, we love Musa Barrow, uh, yeah. on this podcast. We've, we've raved about him plenty of times. um, so uh speak brother Frank. Yeah, I was holding sermon. So now I have brought up a NASCAR comparison, I've brought up a bowling comparison, and I've given a I've given a sermon today. <laughs> All in one podcast, the value people are getting <laughs> just in one.
1: This is what happens when Milan loses Derby.
0: We gotta, we gotta figure out how. To, yeah, we gotta figure out how to. We gotta generate some joy somehow. Oh so. my goodness! <laughs> oh, a
1: few joys at the so, moment.
0: So anyway, uh, all right. Well, let's move on uh, to. Uh, let's move on to talk about other people suffering. Uh, Lazio fans in particular today. Uh, it wasn't oh, pretty. You boy, you know, and this game it had a lot of hype going in. People thought Bayern. You know, are they spread too thin? Lots of injuries coming back from the club World Cup didn't Listen look good. Listen to against me, the folks. Assault. Listen
1: to me, folks. That was never gonna be a game.
0: Lost to Frankfurt. Um uh and then Hanzi had a chat with those boys, I think. Uh yeah. and then and then further, you know, you know when we knew it shouldn't have been a you, you know when we knew uh, I when know we should have known this wasn't going to be a game? When Lazio rolled out Matteo Musacchio. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I said, I looked at that lineup and I said, he's going to do something stupid. And it's going to remind everybody of why he is nowhere near this level. Yeah. And uh, sure enough, he, it only took him nine minutes to not let us down. He didn't even leave us in suspense, make a couple good tackles, make a couple good challenges. Yeah, let's just underhit a pass back to our goalkeeper. And oh, who happens to be around there? Oh, the best striker in the world, Robert Lewandowski. And he pounces on it, scores one bill. Wow. That just sets the tone. When you're that bad that you get subbed in the first half, and it's, you mean, and, and the commentators were saying, well, this is clearly a tactical substitution. No, this is a he sucks substitution, and Simone Inzaghi is figuring it out now. <laughs> yeah, that's a dumb fuckery off the damn pitch. Yeah, I said get out of get out of here.
1: I've been saying this all goddamn season is that Bayern are too freaking good. They're the freaking world champions. They don't need help getting goals. They can score ten goals on their own. I said that. I think I tweeted this out today and, and yeah. uh, uh, to Lisa or something like that. Um, they didn't need help. They got what no. three gifts today? Why Bayern? Yeah. Bayern took their foot off the gas, which they rarely yeah. do. Mm-hmm. Uh, usually they, 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 if they can score eight goals they'll score eight goals and they yep. took the foot off the gas after halftime but yep. yeah i mean four away goals a game this 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 is done and we i mean i didn't think it was going to be close i mean yeah, I I thought it thought, maybe, and,
0: and and the thing and the shame of it is is that musakio coming off the shape and the setup from lazio got worse because you're having uh lulich deputized as a third center back which is not what he does and you know, it's like and I, I even made the comment on Twitter. I said if Bayern want to eat t- today, they're going to eat. And yeah, they I was stunned, they called off the dogs. Um, you know, and went more into maintenance.
1: They gotta they gotta start and get their stuff back, you know, back together in the in the league play. So maybe that's why they took back took it off. But um, I mean Korea did get a goal back, but I mean, it's this, this, this is done. I'm sorry, Lazio. George, hey, is my, me, George,
0: George is my man. George is my man right there. Screw it, let's go bowling. I actually used to bowl growing up too. Now I want to watch The Big Lebowski after this. Lebowski. You're a man, a man after my own heart, George. movie. That's a great movie. <laughs> that is a classic. I
1: need a Caucasian now.
0: <laughs> I'm sticking with my spotted cow for now. So <laughs> I don't even think I have the. Uh, I don't. I don't have the uh, necessary ingredients for the White Russian. So. <laughs> Mark zero. <laughs> oh, market zero. <laughs> Lazio do get some, uh, the due to bites bring, bring on the big Lebowski quotes. Let's just do it. Um, <laughs> um, they do get a consolation. They do get a goal, uh, Joaquin Correa scoring. But, I mean, Lazio have to go to Munich and win by four to have it, you know, to, to go through, and that's just not going to happen. Um,
1: They're not Barcelona. You know,
0: yeah, I mean, they could they could bring Canalia back from the dead. They could have the players from Sven uh, Svengorn Eriksson's championship team um, you know, from what, 99, 2000, they're not, they're not overturning this. No. So, um, so we can say, and we kind of knew this when the draw came out, we said, yeah, this is as far as Lazio go. Great job getting through the group stage. And what was a Pretty tricky group.
1: Fantastic job by Inzaghi's team. You know,
0: and and considering everything that they went through, uh, with the absences, with the COVID, and how much Inzaghi had to change his team during that time, you know, Lazio fans should look at this as a success. It's gonna as a success. It's gonna stink the way they go out, um, but they they uh, they should definitely look at this as a success, uh, considering what they had to go through just to get to the last sixteen.
1: They played anybody else they would have had a chance, but uh you know, playing against you know Bayern. It's difficult for most teams in the world to compete against Bayern. Yep. All right. So Wednesday
0: we have Atalanta and Real Madrid um in Bergamo. Oh, giddy up. This is gonna be fun. Yeah. And and you want to know why it's gonna be fun is because Real Madrid are missing, you know, they're they're missing potentially Sergio. Well, they're missing Sergio Ramos for sure, potentially cutting Benzema, Aiden Hazard. It looks like Real Madrid's uh, projected lineup, you still have this nasty midfield of Kroos, Casemiro, and Modric to have to try to navigate through and around, um, which is really, really good. But um, not having their leader back there in, in Sergio Ramos is going to be a big, big help for Atalanta. Um, Varane has shit his pants many times uh, in at this stage. Um, You know, and now he's got to run the back four, Thibaut Courtois back there in goal. You know, I think Atalanta just need to make sure they understand the men that they're playing against and not worry about the mystique of Real Madrid. Yep. And if they do that, they're winning this first leg. I think they win this first leg tomorrow. Uh, I'm very confident in them. Yeah, um, I mean, I, I'm I going I'm going with 3-1 to Atalanta. They're going to give one up in, in some shape, form, or fashion because it's Atalanta. They, they don't defend particularly well. But I'll go on record in saying that Atalanta are winning 3-1 tomorrow.
1: Oh, I'll one-up you and go 4-2. Um, I think... Atalanta need to have the mentality that they had last season, where they didn't care about who they played. They they went to Valencia, beat them eight uh, four. They played PSG and they really could have won if they had Ilicic. Um And so they, no matter who they played last year, you know, they they stepped up and 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 didn't matter who what the, what the name was. It's all about guys versus guys. I think they if they play their brand, they're going to give them a hell of a fight. Um, but if they if they fall for that mystique, which a lot of teams do, because it is Real Madrid, the most you know successful Champions League winners um yeah i can see how that can be daunting and especially if there were fans it could be even more daunting but they're not so that's the the great equalizer there i think so i think you know Atalanta, if they continue playing the way they are um play the beautiful brand that they can they they should be able to get some goals in this one uh and surprise a lot of people again uh because you know they did surprise people last year uh they'll surprise more people if they get a win against real madrid here so I, i think they can get a win
0: are we really surprised that Steve's not going to give Atalanta any opportunity to win here? He thinks that railway shocking, shocking. I, but I wouldn't. But here's the thing: I would not rule that out either because Zidane just, whenever the chips are against him in the past as a manager, he's always, you know, come up with the formula, you know, to 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 come up with a result or get his team in a position for the home leg where he can recover a couple of these guys and make it a make it a whole different ball game. And those midfield
1: bosses, they can control games.
0: Yep. They've yep. done it
1: for years. Uh, I mean, and to Phil's credit, you know, twelve healthy senior players for Madrid only. So I mean, Milan, I mean, Milan, Atalanta have to take advantage of this. They do because uh, yep. you know if they got a sizable lead or a two goal lead, that that can be good for them, especially if they can hold on to the ball in the second leg. We'll see though. Long way to go. It's uh, it's it's if if Real Madrid
0: gets something that benefits them going back to Madrid, it's because Casemiro played absolutely lights out you know, um, in that midfield and cut out a lot of stuff. Yep. Um, you know, and, and and made it difficult and did a great job in helping to protect that back four. So we'll see. Gonna be a great, gonna be a great game, no doubt about it. We'll go with Atalanta to win uh, by three goals to one. Uh quickly here on the Europa League, Richard, Napoli uh, hosting Granada. They lost 2-0 in the first. La- I mean just they had 10 piss poor minutes in there. Uh, against the Spaniards, that where those two goals came from, uh, beaten two 0 there, and they have to overcome that two goal deficit. I could very easily see Gattuso look at this and say, "Okay, punt. Um, we yeah. got bigger fish to fry with the league." We've, you know, um, we'll see when the lineup comes out. It'll be the telltale sign. So that's the early game, uh, and then Roma hosting Braga and Milan hosting Zerana Zvezda at the same time, three o'clock east uh, to central Roma. 1-2-0 at Braga. I was actually very surprised by that. I thought Braga would beat them. Um, Roma had a letdown
1: game against Benevento because that great performance against Braga and then they come back and you know shit the house against Benevento. So, yeah, I mean,
0: yep. Good win. Yep. And Milan are sitting in the, you know, sitting in the driver's seat. They just, you know, I mean, a win of any kind over Ravenna's Vesta which you think they've got to be able to do even even in this little bit of a slump that they're in right now. Uh they should be good enough to be able to see this off and go through. Um what are you uh, looking for out of these three games?
1: I want to see Napoli react. You know, if they if they are interested in, you know, moving on and trying to get something out of this um, Europa League, I want to see a reaction out of them because they have not played well as of late. Um, and so I want to see what they can do. They got kicked in the mouth against Granada for those 10 minutes, and that hurt them. Now, can they, can they react to that? Roma, Roma just has to show up. Uh, they don't even need to get a win. They just got to you know, make sure it's e- honors even in this one. Uh, a great performance by them to get the two goals against Braga. Um, I don't think many people expected that they were going to go to Braga and, and get a win. Uh, so you have know, to just play play normal and don't don't shit the shit the bed. I think they're in a good position. Milan are also in a good position. Uh, they were the better team in in, in Belgrade. They um, they didn't have that killer instinct. That's why you know they allowed uh, Serena Cesda or Red Star uh, to stay in the game and they got that late goal. So uh, they're in a great position and you know as long as they can. See out that game and like get us like a res- any result. I think uh with a win, I think it's gonna be good for them, and I think they'll they'll get out. But yeah, I'm gonna watch to see like that lineup. I want to see that lineup to see what their intention is.
0: Yeah, I'm 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 giving Milan a win. Uh I'm not ready. to I'm not interested in giving a score. I think they'll just win and go through. Yeah, I, I, Roma Braga, I think will end up being a draw. I think Braga is gonna put up a big time fight here, and Roma will just match them for goals. I think it'll be a score draw there, which puts Roma through and. I, I I can't see Napoli. I mean, I can't see Napoli getting this done. Um, I see like a one-one game draw. I could I see. I could very easily play. see one-one. I they could actually play. see. I could actually see Granada getting the first goal, which would kill the tie yeah. altogether. Which would mean Napoli would have to score four times, which obviously they're fit to do. Um, but I, you know, Not I based could see them. Form. I could see them getting to a point in the game where they say, "Screw this. We're we're done with this competition. Let's focus on top four.
1: Yeah.
0: Um, so. You know, so that's the that's the one wild card. So I'll go for a draw, Napoli, or not a draw, Roma, Braga, Milan win. So, yep. and I think that uh, we will see Roma and Milan go through to the round of 16 as a result. So we would have two teams left in uh, the Europa League, and then we'll, you know, Champions League, we'll have to see how it all shakes out with the second legs. We know Lazio will be out. Mm-hmm. You know, can to, to put up a result that can get them in position to maybe make it two Serie A teams provided – Juve can win uh, in the second leg over Porto and, and reverse that. So, uh, speaking of which, because, you know, speaking of which, because we didn't, you know, because that was a Wednesday game, we can touch on that a little bit with Juve Porto. D- d- two disastrous goals that they conceded, but sure. yeah. they get the away goal. You know, Kieh is my, a big goal. Yeah. And my son's a Juventus fan. And, you know, and all, all I told him, and it's 2 0 down, and he was kind of getting frustrated watching the game. And I said, just get a goal. You get a goal, you're in great shape because a one nil win in the second leg, which Juve can very easily do. Um, one nil is all you need to go through. Yep. So they're in a good spot. Um, you know, so they're in they're in a good spot, and I think that they will go ahead and qualify um, over Porto. I like Porto's got very good players. They've got a very good team.
1: And for all those people who said that that Milan game against uh, Red Star was a, a bad score line, they're laughing at them. Like, stop. Like. This is this is aggregate scores we're talking about. Two-two is a great is a good good score line to go uh, get on the road against somebody. So yeah, stop with that.
0: Uh, on Facebook, the caption someone says Napoli. It translates Napoli from Monopoly.
1: So does Juventus translate to Calciopoli? No, no, sorry, too soon.
0: <laughs> oh boy, we're going there again, aren't we? Sorry. So. All right. Uh, everybody else's thoughts on Europe. Uh, if you're listening to us at the podcast, uh, check in with us at City. I sit down on Twitter or Instagram. Let's move on now to the world's most popular hashtag game. Who won Calcio Twitter? Uh, our uh, our the, the Calcio Twitter uh, segment of uh, the Twitterverse uh, certainly brought it again, didn't they?
1: Yeah, they certainly did. Uh first one comes from uh at underscore netzuri. Uh and it says uh this is a new Amazon series prime original, cheating or nothing. You meant this.
0: Little editing there, huh? Uh-huh. All top, right, top. So our friend uh Bob Le- at Bob Lex. Um, with a gif of an eye test. Uh C- Christian the clearly fell in the box and no penalty was given. Hube has been robbed. This was uh the video itself was gone. Yeah. Um, and uh, over and then this this must have been when he was went went down in the uh, the game at
1: Porto. Yeah. So. By the um, way, I think that I think UV were Juve in that game. I thought that should have been a penalty, but you know, I digress. But yeah, I yep. see you know referees being blind here.
0: <laughs> yep. Yep. It's what it is. Uh, <laughs> All right.
1: Here we go. Oh, this is funny. All right, uh, so this one. So let me let me paint the picture for you first. So Saturn, um, he for Backstreet Boys had a picture of it says we miss singing with you guys more than anything. And a picture there, I wore an inter jersey. So Saturn, says uh, Shit band knew it all along. Linkin Park is greater than uh, Backstreet Boys. So Adriano FC decided to remind him, hey, look, uh, Linkin Park's posing with Inter also. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, sorry. <laughs> what did that?
0: What did that turn into? Oh, uh, there you go. Saturnian respond. I want to die.
1: <laughs> See, Good <I> stuff.
0: <laughs> Good stuff. Now, if we qualify well, that as a winner, is our Centurion and uh, uh, shares share Would They share it.
1: I should. They should.
0: Okay. Um, okay. So let's let let's let's rule. That's our ruling on that. So um, okay. So uh, Alex nominated at uh, Napoli Sansone. I knew Spezia weren't a serious squad when they only beat like two 0 which is funny. Uh, yeah, so, I, I, I'm willing to take a zing there. Well
1: done. So I, I, I also nominated uh, at Milan under uh, Milan UA. They came back and said, "Oh yeah, Spezia beat uh, Napoli as well, <laughs> <laughs> two one." That was funny by Sansone.
0: Yep, yep. Uh, so I, at Milan UA, at least Napoli scored on them, right? That's true. That's true. <laughs> Ad viola underscore nation. <laughs> Terrible news, everyone. Fiorentina coming back out of the tunnel in the second half is likely to start at any moment. I'm very sorry to have to tell you this. <laughs> they went on to win that game. Come on now. They went on to, yeah, they went on to win the game. I don't know what he was complaining about. <laughs> I mean it was nil-nil at halftime.
1: So yeah, yeah. Oh, that's awesome. Oh, this is actually a pretty good uh, it's a funny thread. There are several threads like this. Uh but this was uh at Nap- Napolis Napolanissimo says, uh, Juventus Twitter explained thread and it goes through to what Piralistas are, Dibalistas, uh, management FC. I mean, you got to go through all this. this is actually a pretty funny thread. Uh, Ronaldo fans, Italians. Let, let, me, let me read a couple to you. So, piralista, piral- pir- pir- li- Piralistas, I can't even say okay. this anymore. Uh, alienate themselves into thinking he is a good coach with, with potential, live in the US, Italy, North, or in the Middle East. Uh, the problem are players, not him. Uh, he isn't another Gatuso. Uh, Dybalistis. Uh Dybala is our best player. We were better without Ronaldo. Patrici is a disgrace. They think Pirlo is not a decent coach and they're misusing him. So it goes on and on. I mean, it goes, I mean, literally goes on and on. You need to read this because it goes through like every player's. It's it, it's pretty, pretty funny.
0: <laughs> Ronaldo fans, we play better without Dybala. Dybala 2020 City MVP was undeserved. Milan are a bigger club. <laughs> Ronaldo, Ronaldo <laughs> deserves better he is being ruined at Juventus uh, they think Ronaldo should still take free kicks because yeah. he scored a lot between 2007 and 2010 <laughs> uh, Italians constantly using Pianjo glorify Buffon Chiellini and Bonucci just because of the nationality they hate Rabiot they can't speak English <laughs> Italians, <laughs> Italians first. first Italo-Americans how dare you put pineapple in a pizza excluding cappuccino <laughs> The South is so superior to those cheap Northerners. They're Republicans. I am Italian, not American. i Have watched <laughs> The Godfather three hundred times.
1: That's a good one. There's some good ones in there. So. Yeah, that's 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 good. Let's
0: see if. Uh... But we are also you're... had a thread to sum up on uh, Napoli Twitter from. This is what I first saw I thought this was Napoli San Napoli Sansone. Uh, Awesome and depressed. We suck. We will never win a Scudetto under ADL. Claim Awesome and wasn't worth it after he played two games. Insigne is too short to be a capitano. (laughs) Tweets: I miss the old days every two hours. Uh, Uh, This guy, cokeheads. These are these are Napoli. This is Napoli Twitter. Mostly teenagers. Extremely reactionary. Despise EPL teams. Americans usually very conservative. Dude, fuck! uh, Get this piece of shit out of my club. uh, Oh my. Uh, Let's see. What's this one? Oh, um, cool. Logical fans, unreal ball knowledge, not very reactionary, poised, good opinions. Never and enga- get everybody calm down. Yeah. What else? Who else did he have on here? Um, I can't. Re- I I don't recognize some of the. Uh, yeah,
1: but that's funny. It's funny regardless. So.
0: <laughs> some of the names on there, but that is that is pretty well played. So.
1: Uh, <laughs> This one comes from Art Morelli. It says, uh, "When you've gotten Vigo Brout halan but choose Daniel Kolischowski to write your pens instead." That's good. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Saturnian
0: ninety six once again on the board. Latara Martinez and Chalhanolu shooting in the Derby tomorrow. Just firing blanks. Yeah. Uh, no, Lataro. It's one of them. Was? Yep. I think it's. I think it's two Chalhanolus. Yeah. So. Uh,
1: this is from uh, Scott underscore Monroe. He says Alessio R- Romagnoli Derby highlights. This is him and a lot you Oh, poor Romagnoli.
0: Uh, let's see. Okay, I nominated Nema. Uh, actually, it's missing. Siri, what's beast mode? Um, it was. Uh, yeah, it was a picture of Lukaku's goal. So somehow that <laughs> went missing. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Nino is back with another one. He says, uh, Lukaku versus Milan was simply unfair. Men versus boys.
0: (laughs) That's pretty good. That's pretty good. Uh, Let's see. Uh, Go back to Milanello and get your goddamn shit together before the derby. Morgan Freeman
1: voice. But they didn't. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Sabrina Belmonte. Yeah. Uh, Another one from Nino. It says, uh, 2021 penalties received and scored. Top 20. Milan 14-9. Then Strasbourg, Leicester. So Milan leading the way. Well, they got to be first in something, right?
0: Yeah, yeah. Well, we're first in that. So, inter Philly. It's all been downhill since Slot decided to open his mouth. <laughs> funny, but this it actually
1: slide happy for that. But yeah, no, this is funny.
0: Two minute video. And uh, he gets I, sent off.
1: I like Lise's comment was like, I hate that goddamn ponytail or something like that. <laughs> yeah. Oh, okay. That's all the ones I saw. Um, all right. So. Ooh,
0: tough, tough ones. Tough uh, call this week. Yeah. We got some good ones. Chad, anybody got some, anybody, anybody got ones that they like?
1: <laughs>
0: TV translates to <in> there.
1: <laughs> oh, man. The Linkin Park one was good. It definitely Ooh. was. Adriano responding to Saturion. Um Sansone with his, uh, his, his uh, thread was pretty good nation was good.
0: <laughs> A thread to sum up Napoli Twitter. Yeah. Oh man. I, I think I'm leaning toward Napoli Sansoni. I I think I am too. I think his his thread is, is slightly better than uh, Napoleonismo's. Oh man. Um are we going with are we going with that as the winner?
1: Yeah, yeah. Napoli needs some love here, so we'll give it to them. <laughs>
0: Napoli Sansone. Congratulations. Congratulations, Napoli Sansone. You have won Calcio Twitter this week. Uh, there's no prizes for the weekly winners. It's just recognition yeah. and bragging rights. And I think this is Napoli Sansone's first win, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah,
1: it might be, yeah. yeah he's put be. up
0: a couple of efforts, but he's finally gotten it going. Yeah.
1: Take a lot to uh, dethrone. Uh, oh, non Totti was from last season with uh, with his uh, Roma celebrating. Uh, yeah, that's still <laughs> that making.
0: Although I'll say last week, uh, Paris Mitch, uh, he's, he's he's got one good. that's up there. So
1: yeah. gotta keep uh, an eye right. on Paris Mitch. He puts out some. They put out some good stuff out there. So uh, definitely keep an eye for that.
0: Well played. All right. Well played, Napoli, Sanzoni. Calcio Twitter. If you if you have a take, it's funny and we catch it. We'll put it on the board and we will. Uh, uh, you will be uh, next week. Also, if you know of if if, if you know of one, um, tag us if you're on Twitter. Tag hashtag who won Calcio Twitter. All one word, uh, and we'll put it on the board and uh, review it now. Please, th- 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 some 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 things here. Don't be offensive, okay? Yeah, yeah. Um, nothing offensive, nothing vulgar. Um, you know, I, I don't think I need to go into any other details beyond that. Um, yeah. Keep it clean. Keep it humorous. We're it's it's we're we're trying to have a good natured ribbing at each other's fan bases or or players or whatever. So even our own
1: fan bases. Come on now. Yep,
0: yep. Even at ourselves. Uh yep. self-deprecation's amazing. Yep. So Absolutely. it's actually quite funny. So all right. Well, with that, we're gonna put a bow on this edition of City I sit down, Richard. Uh time for a shameless plug.
1: Yeah, uh, I've been busy as heck with work, so I have had much time to do much of anything. But uh yeah, you can as always follow me at R underscore K-H-A-R-M-A-N.
0: Awesome, awesome. You can find me at FTC underscore twenty one. I appeared on Friday with uh, Alex Dono on his Man of the Match podcast. Want to give him a plug at Onside Radio. Not sure if I'm on this Friday or not, or if he wants to take a break for me. So, um, I'm just in it to give my take on his Foodie Friday uh, uh, topics. So, and then we talk about Kelchu after that. But it's a lot. Maybe we should
1: just take over the show again, man. We haven't done that in a while. Maybe we should do that. We've been asked to go
0: back to Calcio Connection. Shocking. We've been invited back. Jerry says he misses us. I don't understand why. It's because we lost. <laughs> he wants us on when we lose. All yeah. right. There you go. Um, so that look out for that. There might be a possible Calcio Connection where uh, Richard and I will be on as guests. Um, but other than that... Um, we'll uh, keep coming out with random videos. If you are watching this on our YouTube channel, please subscribe and uh, please be sure and drop a like. If uh, uh, you enjoyed this video, it definitely helps us out. Um, If, um, uh, Oh, it also gives you the notifications for whenever a new uh, podcast drops when we're on live, which is usually this time uh, starting at eight 30 Eastern. And if, um, there's uh, anything else that you want to ask us about at city. I sit down on Twitter or on Instagram. Uh, definitely let me know. So um, we're also, we have our own uh, show on Apple podcasts. We are, uh, we have our own, our own show, our own channel on Apple podcasts. We're also on SoundCloud. Uh, you can find us on Stitcher, iHeartRadio, radio, Spotify, wherever there are podcasts. Uh, you can find city. I sit down. So, um, Looking forward to the Champions League game. Enjoy the Atalanta Real Madrid game. Enjoy the Europa League games. We will be back around this time next Tuesday. Until then, for Richard, I'm Frank. Be sure to tell your paisans about us. Ciao.